Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Everybody, welcome to the Lovability Show. I'm Jennifer Sires, your host, and I am here today um, by myself for the most part. Um, I have my producer Chris here with me, but I'm here to talk about what men want. And uh, I know some of you people are out there saying, "Well, Jennifer's doing this, and she's not a man. Like, where's the man represent?" Uh, let me tell you uh, where. Uh, I have represented uh, men. Number one, my job. As a matchmaker, I send people on dates all the time. And the best part of my job, not the best part, the best part of my job is people getting married and having children and all that great stuff. But the the second best part of my job is that I get dating feedback. Uh, so I know what every everything's happening on dates and in between dates and all of that good stuff. So I do actually get the feedback from the guys directly. And I've been getting it for years to have enough information to be able to have this conversation by myself if I wanted to. However, I have feedback from you guys. I've had some of you email me, text me, and uh, even on my Facebook post that I put up today, uh, some of you have given feedback. So uh, I am going to use all of that today, as well as Chris, my producer. Say hi, Chris. Hello. Hello. <laughs> the man behind the camera. Uh, so uh, Chris is going to jump in as well for us. Because uh, last week or last show, we did the women, what women want. So we have to represent you men. Uh, you know, I think there's a general consensus out there. There's some things that men are looking for. There's some things that men need. There's some things that men want. And uh, and there, like I said, there's a general consensus around it. And ladies, I'm going to pick on you a little bit today. Um, I'm a woman, so just know I know where you're coming from. I know some of the things that go on in your head and some of the things that you're looking for, but I'm also a reality person, a reality check for you, uh, because it's important that, yes, I know where you're coming from, but that we are also looking at things from the right perspective. And and a lot of times we're not. I mean, again, another great part of my job is to be able to get feedback from dates, both for men and women, and to be able to share that with people so they can learn. It's the whole philosophy of, you know, if you fish for somebody, they depend on you to feed them for the rest of their life. But if you teach them how to fish, they learn how to fish for themselves so they can feed themselves. And my whole philosophy is, let me teach you who you are, what you're doing, what you can do better so that down the road, if you find yourself single again, uh, you know exactly what what you need to do and what not to do. Uh, having said that, I will also say the dating landscape changes. It does. It's it. What what is true today is probably true tomorrow, but there will probably be more things <laughs> to add to the list. Uh, so, 
having said that, let's just kind of dive in. And uh, guys, by all means, I'm going to go to my Facebook. Oh, you, we're not live, so I can't, I can't tell you to do it live. So, uh, but but if there's anything after the show that you uh, that you all want that you all heard or didn't hear and want to comment on, please by all means message me. Okay, so what are men looking for? Uh, well, men are looking for a connection, just like women, right? And. I, I'm going to tell you, ladies, that I've told you this a million times over. I think men are way more focused and intentional on looking for a connection than you ladies are. And I know some of you ladies would disagree because there are some of you that are out there, ladies, that are looking for the right thing and are are trying really hard to find a great man, maybe looking in the wrong places, but you're trying hard. Um, but guys are just a lot more intentional these days and they want a connection with you. And there's a lot of things that go into making a connection with a woman. And ladies, I think the biggest thing is, um, is you being a woman, is you showing up as, as the fem, there's a feminine and a masculine. And so many of us ladies are business owners or run, you know, leaders or, or in you know, women in charge these days. And we've learned how to have those type A personality things. But when it comes to a relationship and finding a connection, when you have two chiefs and no Indians, that's, it doesn't work to make a connection. If there's not an element of sweetness, softness, support, and vulnerability that shows up, how is that man going to show up and be a man? And so many of you women complain that the men aren't being men and aren't leading and doing their job, but you may not be either, or the women before you may not be either. Uh, so, uh, so I feel like it's really important to say men are looking for a connection and the only way they're going to get that connection is if you are connecting to them, allowing yourself to be soft, sweet, vulnerable, and open, right? Uh, Chris, you're you're what in your twenties, right? No, I am thirty eight years old. Thirty eight. Okay. Well, um, I just gave you a compliment then. Uh, so, even, guys, your age, like, what does that look like? Are you? Do you? And I mean, you actually are in an age group, Chris, where you a lot of the women are you know, in business, they're strong-minded, they're very independent, they're very involved with their friends. Uh, what, what, um, what do you find out there at 38? Mm, tough question, Jennifer. I, uh, um, let me start off by saying I am a, mostly an introvert. I think at times I can be an extroverted introvert. So um, talking to men and women, it's, it's hard for me sometimes, but. Uh, um, you so know, are women unapproachable? Mm, not necessarily, but it, it can be hard at times for me. Um, I, I will say what you were saying earlier about women. Uh, uh, how did you say it? Kind of opening up to you and helping you out. That that's been happening to me recently with with someone, and I really appreciated that. She would just text me out of the blue, and I wasn't expecting it at all. So it's it's nice. That's great. That's great. You know, that brings me to an awesome point. And, and actually somebody did message me about that earlier is like Chris said, you know, that making a connection with somebody, guys don't want to do all the work, ladies. I mean, I know we, I'm a woman 
guys, we want you to lead. We want you to reach out. We want to know you're interested. If you want to see us, if you want to see us again, tell us. If you like us, tell us. If um, you want another date with us, plan another date. At least give a woman a guideline. Like, oh, I'd love to go out again. Great. How about we look at next weekend. I'll, I'll text you midweek right? If you know you're not going to be one of these people that texts every day. And, um, and ladies, don't be afraid, you know, to reach out even the next day after a date, if he doesn't, you know, reach out to you to say to him, Hey, I was just thinking about you. Wanted to let you know, I really had a good time. Thank you for last night. It's guys love that, right? Chris, they love that. Definitely. It definitely helps sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So help a guy out, give him a little bit. Um, they, they're, it, relationships are a two-way street and we're not living in the 50s anymore where the men do everything they work the woman stays home you know she doesn't have a voice sorry but you know it was the the times uh you know at that generation where women didn't you know speak up too much to their husbands and um and now we're living in a time that's very different. And I know you ladies don't want to come off as uh, um, aggressive or assertive, uh, but reaching out and connecting with a guy, I mean, if you're asking him out or, you know, um, begging for sex or something, yeah, then we've got a, a boundary crossing and then we've got a problem and then you're, you know, you're becoming a problem uh, for the guy, but but just reaching out to say hi or something like that is not hurt. And I hear it from men 95% of the time where he's, he, guys sit back, ladies, and they say, she needs to do something. I'm doing all the asking. I'm taking all the dates. I'm coming up with all the ideas. I want to, her to reach out to me. If I don't reach out to her in the morning and, you know, this is what ladies do, Chris. This is the truth for everybody. You, you ladies... Um, we'll say, well, you know what? He texts me every morning and this morning I didn't hear from him at all. Really? Well, ladies, pick up your phone. You've got a phone too. You didn't hear from him. How about messaging him and saying, hey, I usually hear from you in the morning. I hope everything's okay. Just wanted to say good morning. Guess what? That goes a long way. It opens up the lines of communication and it's not his job to do it all for you ladies. So what does he want? He wants communication, he wants connection, and he wants effort, right? So you've got to give effort too. And it's not going to hurt you ladies. I know you guys want the, or you ladies want the guys to always come up with all the great plans for you, for your dates and all that. But maybe make some suggestions. Like if you want to go to a certain restaurant, you want a certain margarita, you, um, you want to go on a certain patio, um, you want to watch a certain football game, uh, you want to go to a concert, um, you want to go play top golf, or you want to pl go play regular golf. All of those suggestions are great. He would love for you to make a suggestion of something to do. So if you have an idea, then, then let him know, right? And shake it up. Don't just go out to dinner all the time, everybody. I think that's important too is, you know, you, you've got to get to know somebody. That connection happens, but only if you're having vulnerable, open, honest conversations and you're, you're getting to see multi, multifaceted 
pieces of each other's personality. And a guy wants to, a guy wants to see your feminine side and he also wants to see your personality, ladies. So, uh, so it's important that when you show up and you're making that connection with a guy, that you're showing him who you are. And you're, like I said, you're allowing yourself to be vulnerable. You're disclosing things about yourself. You're asking questions to him. Uh, and that is a two-way street. So super important. Um, I was, I talked about consistency. So, um, consistency is always a word, Chris, that pops up, <laughs> whether it's men or women. Um, ladies, you guys, you ladies expect the guys to be consistent with their communication and with their asking on dates and with, you know, communicating how they feel, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, ladies, guys expect you to be consistent in your actions too, with your responding to him, with, um, with you being available when he wants, when he's trying to make plans with you uh, and not being with your girlfriends or not flaking out at the last minute. I think, I think the biggest problem with men is effort. And I think the biggest problem with women is flakiness. Horrible thing to say, but, uh, but women have become very, very flaky. I don't know if you ladies are playing the field um, or if I think it, what, what it is, is you're sitting back having this expectation on these guys. And when the guys don't meet your expectations, you start backing off. So you go, well, he's not texting me as much as I want, you know, him to text me. And he didn't ask me out for this weekend and it's already Wednesday. So I should just start dating other people. And you put all these rules and expectations around a guy's actions or inactions and, then you make decisions that you wouldn't normally make that you make out of fear or you make out of insecurity or you make out of anger or whatever your motives are. And then the guy's just sitting there being himself. He's busy at work or doing whatever, or, and, and then he, you know, he goes to ask you out and then you flake on him. You know, you're not available or he didn't, you know, oh, well, you didn't do that in time. I already made plans. Um, or he's made plans with you and you flake at the last minute. That happens a lot. It's surprising. Some of you sitting back may go, well, I don't ever do that. But you might be surprised at the amount of women that cancel on a guy at the last minute. Chris, do you, have you found that to be true? Mm, not to me lately. Lately. Um, but I've heard, I've heard stories. <laughs> uh yeah, I agree with you. Flakiness is definitely an issue. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, somewhere in in COVID, men got the memo that they needed to be intentional about love. Somewhere in COVID, women got a memo that they needed that they're going to be checked out. I, it's it is it's totally bizarre, but. We're, we're on different, we're on different fields now. So guys may, you may not be doing everything you should, but you ladies aren't doing, you, you ladies aren't showing up like you're ready for it and that you, and like you really, really want it. And that's really, really important. So that consistency of, if you like a guy, don't play games. And that's another thing on the list of what guys don't want. They don't want to play games. They don't want drama right? No drama. 
and no games. Some men attract drama, but, uh, but no drama and no games. A guy doesn't want to have to read your mind. You know, I, guys say all the time, like, I can't figure out women. It's not that you can't figure them out. It's that women keep moving the goalposts based on their emotions or fears or insecurities. And they make decisions, not from their heart, but from their head. Well, like I said, well, he's not doing this. He's not doing this. Um, I want this and he's not meeting me there. I need more of this. And, you know, it's, Chris, it's interesting because as a matchmaker and guys, I hope you hear this too. Um, as a matchmaker, I hear women tell me what a guy's not doing and like, maybe he's not calling enough or maybe he's not whatever. And I'm always to the women. I'm always like, tell him tell him, don't tell me. You're not in a relationship with me. If you want him to call more versus text, if you want him to text more, ladies, you have to tell the guy, right? Don't tell me or your girlfriends and complain about it. If you want a connection with a guy, what do men want? Men are very direct. If you want something, tell him, right? Chris, do you have something to say about well, that? I, uh, do you think the women are just afraid of coming off as rude or something like that? If they, I, if they tell them direct? I think women are don't would rather step away than voice their needs uh, for from the standpoint of whatever they think they're not they're going to be dismissed or they're going to be seen as needy. I hear that from women a lot. Well, I'm not needy. You know, it, it doesn't make you needy that you would like a different way to communicate, right? So uh, I'm not sure what always motivates women to not do that. But ladies, it's okay to use your voice if you use it kindly. Um, guys are very receptive to communicating with you if you tell them what you want. But you always want to tell them what you want in, the, in good timing, not when you're in conflict. Right. Yeah. I think I heard... Um... Communication is one thing. Your tone is everything. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, and that is such a great point, Chris. You just bring me to one of these other points in all of this. And that is that, you know, men really do want positivity. You know, they, they want encouragement and support and positivity. Uh, not that you ladies don't, but we're talking about men today and what they're looking for. You know, you think about us ladies, we, we work and we have jobs and we own businesses, some of us, and we deal with lots of crises and, and things throughout the day. And, you know, I, I can tell you as a woman that d deals with this stuff daily, I also want support, you know, I'm looking more for leadership because it's nice to have a man take the reins. Uh, when you've had a long day, but remember he's had a long day too. So if he's going to take the reins and go, Hey babe, let's go out, you know, let's go grab dinner somewhere, help him out. Don't expect him after a long day to make plans for you to read your mind as to what you want to eat or where you want to go or what you feel like, or what you feel like wearing, you know, help him out as to making plans, make, you know, um, supporting him and how was your day? Um, asking, asking him because he also needs, he needs that backup, right? Guys deal with things all day long and they're very different from us ladies. Cause us ladies, when we get, when we get, uh, upset 
or we have something on our mind, we call our girlfriends, right? So we call them and say, okay, we got this going on. Guys don't typically do that. I mean, some of you guys do, but guys don't typically do that. They just hold it in and they have it. And when they're in a relationship, they save that conversation for you, ladies. So, you know, you want to be that source for a man where he feels safe to come to you. And if every time he comes to you for something, or when you guys start having deep conversations, you're bitching at him for something or complaining about something or bashing him for something, he's going to go away. He's not going to stay where he's not wanted, needed, and adored, right? Because men want to be adored too, just like we do. <laughs> so it's a two-way street there again. Um, so it's really important that communication with, with a guy be in a, in a, in a time when there isn't conflict, when there isn't stress, when he's, you know, didn't just walk in, uh, the house or the door from work and he's, hasn't had time to decompress and you're on him about something right away. Remember that, that, a, that a man needs support and he needs positive support as well. So if you have something that's bothering you, make sure that you communicate that at the appropriate time. Anything you want to add to that, Chris, that I may have missed? No, I love it. Um, um, maybe not. Uh, I don't know. What do you think about uh, Maybe I'll throw you a curveball that's kind of random. Uh, what do you think about toxic positivity? It's not good to be positive all the time, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, um, that, that is very true. There are some people that hide behind positivity and people that hide behind humor, right? Um, I see that a lot too, where, you know, that people, that is such a good point. Yeah. That humor and, and positivity that it's just a, it's a mask and it, it will, it will definitely turn off a woman and it will turn off a man, ladies. It will turn off a man to not be able to get through. Um, I've known some women that always have smiles on their face. They're always upbeat. They're always energetic. Where does that give a man space, ladies, to, to come in and lead, right? You think about, you know, going in for a kiss goodnight. I was just talking to somebody about this a couple of weeks ago. You're at your front door maybe after a second date and you're going in for maybe a, he's going in for a kiss goodnight and you're all hyper and positive and, you know, doing your, your thing, um, maybe nervous energy, who knows? Where does that give him space to go in for a kiss, right? So it's, there has to be a balance of energy, not being, you know, too energetic, not being overly supportive, <laughs> not being overly positive, um, all very important. And don't be afraid to talk about the things that matter. You know, I, again, guys don't, typically sit around and talk about deep things with their guy friends, but what a gift it is for a man to be able to have those conversations with women, right? Uh, to, if something's bothering them, if maybe they're bummed out, they lost their father or mother the year before, and it's the anniversary and they're not, you know, they're, they're able to sit down and talk to you about that and have a discussion. That's a gift that women can give a man is having that, that kind of vulnerability and softness. So create a space for that. And, and ladies, 
very important point is don't expect a guy to be strong all the time. I hear, Chris, it's amazing, but I do hear women that will say, I don't want a man that cries. You know, I don't want a man that gets sad and talks about his feelings. Um, I want him to be a man. And that's not fair because he's a human, you know? It's, it is astounding to me the number of women, and maybe this surprises, I'm sure it surprises some of you other women, because mo, I'd say majority of women don't mind if a guy shows emotion. I wouldn't be turned off if, I, if a guy shed tears talking about something sentimental on a first date, because it would show me that he has empathy and emotion, not that he's soft and weak. So you have to start, ladies, seeing men's vulnerabilities as um, as strength sometimes, right? Uh, so I, I know there's a whole different conversation uh, about manhood <laughs> and men not being men today. And not, I mean, because that's real too. And I, I, I will have somebody in for that conversation because I'll need some major support on that one. But, uh, but that exists also. But, but personal weakness and not, and meaning emotional weakness, it happens to everybody, whether you're a man, a woman, you know, you're a bodybuilder, you're what, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't, it, being a man or woman doesn't make you immune to having all of the emotions. We have to allow ladies, men to experience all these emotions and they're looking for that. They want a safe space to be able to do that because they need that support. Uh, independence. So this is, this is one that encompasses a lot of things, ladies. A man wants a woman that's independent. Um, the toxic men want dependent women. Uh, toxic men, codependent men want women that are codependent on them because it's, they're not healthy. But a healthy man wants a woman who has a life, who has who can handle her emotions, who has passions, who can take care of herself. Do you think a guy respects a woman that that is is um, begging for rent every month? There are women that do that, by the way, um, that get on and put crazy posts on Instagram and guys comment and they take the attention to ask for money for rent and stuff. This is happening this is happening out there. So, um, guys, guys may give you the money ladies, but they don't want you. They're not going to want to have a relationship with you. They want to respect you too, the way you want to respect them. So it's really important that you maintain your independence. Don't give up all your friendships because you're in a relationship. Take time with your friendships, allow your partner, allow the guy to be a guy. Maybe he wants to go play basketball or football with his friends. Maybe he wants to go golf on the weekend with his friends. Uh, maybe he wants to go drink beer and watch football with his friends sometimes. Let him. That's good for him, him and his spirit. You should want him to have friends and support. A man that doesn't have friends and builds his entire world around you is so unhealthy. It's a whole other conversation. But uh, so a man wants you to be independent, but not overly independent, right? So what is overly independent? I can tell you what that is. It's you ladies that say, I don't need a man. 
I can take care of myself. I can pay my rent. I can pay for my own car. I can pay for my kids. I own my own house. I don't need a man. Well, that's not what a man's for, right? We don't have a man to buy us a house or to buy us a car or to pay for our children. We, that's, that's, that's not his job. His job is to love you, right? A man's job is to love you. It's not his job to financially support you unless there's, that's an arrangement that has been made, right? So um, having said that, a man wants a woman that can take care of herself. And I hear that more and more and more from men is I don't mind, even guys that have a ton of money, ladies, tons, they will say, I don't mind supporting a woman. I've got the means to do it and I want to share what I have, but I also don't want her with me just for those reasons. And I don't want to have to do that. I want to do that because I want to do that and I can do that, not because I have to do that. I want a woman that has her own resources financially and emotionally. And that way there's a balance in the relationship, an emotional balance in the relationship. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. Good. Um, yeah, we just don't want to feel taken advantage of uh, sometimes. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, the whole taking advantage of thing, Chris, because I know there's that whole thing of paying for dates, right? Um, you know, I actually had a guy uh, setting him up with... Uh, with a woman and that is a client and actually asked me, cause we set up the first date and he said, do I pay for the first date? Because you guys set it up. Do I pay for it? I, I'm already quite, I have so many questions about that already to hear that. Of course, it's your job to pay for the date. You're the man, you pay for the date. You know, do I think that a woman shouldn't step in and pay sometimes ladies? It's okay to do that. You know, it's, it, it doesn't take away from his manhood if you do that. And if a man allows you to do that, um, great. I know I was with somebody for many, many years, um, <laughs> many decades, and he wouldn't let me pay for anything. Did it mean that I still did? There were times when we would go out for something for him or I'd be, you know, wanting to treat him. And I would slip the waiter, the credit card, you know, when I went to the restroom or with it when he wasn't looking just so I could get my time in or buy gifts for him or bring things to him. There was always things I did to contribute so that he didn't feel like a bank, right? So there's plenty of ways to do that. So what did he say when you did that? Oh, he would get mad. You know, he would, he honestly would get mad and upset with me because he felt like, you know, he was raised like it was his job to do that. And he was such a gentleman. I mean, just amazing. I, I can't I mean, tell you. Maybe how, in his heart, he felt good. It probably. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I, you know what it showed him? It showed him that I wasn't. I wasn't taking advantage of him, even as long as we'd been together. I don't even think it's, I mean, you look at married people, there's plenty of times the wife pulls out the credit card, right? Um, usually they're drawing accounts, but it doesn't really matter. But, you know, it, making that effort to give to each other is really important. 
you also have to know each other's love language. So that's, that's important as well. But a man wants a woman who's independent, who can take care of herself. And ladies, don't be afraid to do kind things. I don't like you ladies to pay for a first date. Um, I'd even prefer you not pay for a second date. Um, I just, I feel like we, we have enough strength and independence as women that we really need to allow a man something, right? So give in other places, um, give in other places, but don't take away him being able to uh, be the man in that transaction and situation, right? He asked you out. If you ask a guy out, please pay for the date. That's where, that's where I'm going to say, if it's your idea and you want to do it and you've asked him to do it or you've made the plans, ladies, pay for the date. And that's how you insist on paying for the date. It's like, let me do this. This was my idea. I want to do this. Allow me to do this. I'm so glad I didn't turn my phone off. Um, so that's where you can step in, ladies, as well, is if you plan the date, it's your idea, ask his permission and pay for it. Um, okay. So let's talk about physical attraction because men are physical, men are visual, right? Men, women are emotional, men are visual. Uh, I know women, you're also visual and you want someone who's physically attractive, but men are built for physical attraction. Men are built for looks. They're, that, that, is, that is built into their DNA. It just is. Guys, you're guys, I'm talking to you today, you're going to have to get past that a little bit because although looks are really important and I get it, it's more about what's underneath because you guys at a mature age have been through enough beautiful, amazingly gorgeous females that have no depth, that are users, you know, that, that have, you know, that don't have anything beneath the surface. So, you have to look beyond the looks and I, but I get, I understand that physical attraction is important. Uh, ladies, I feel like you all take really good care of yourself. I do. Um, and I'm going to say this because it comes up at this point of physical attraction. Um, men, men want a woman and they want to be physically attracted to you. So be a woman you know, and, and gosh, what I don't even, some of my clients are even like, what can you wear a dress on a date? Like, can you be, you know, just even if you, I just think, I just think that femininity piece of it goes a long way with a man being attracted. If you look at all the women and the features that, that men are attracted to, I mean, you could go, well, Hey, he's attracted to a big chest and big lips and what, you know, a pretty face. Well, you put that woman in men's clothes, you know, in boxy, you know, baggy, yucky clothes. He may not be as attracted to her. So remember that there's a, it's a package. It's a package deal for a guy. So remember the femininity piece and ladies also remember that it doesn't matter what, how good you look or how good you think you look, because I know you take good care of yourself. Give men a try that aren't physically what you would normally always go out with also, because even as pretty as you think you are ladies, and as much as you may do to yourself to make yourself prettier, 
you're still you and you're still your age, right? I hear like, you know, women in their fifties and sixties all the time, Chris, it's, it's almost nauseating to hear, well, I'm 55, but I look 40. Everybody tells me I look 40. No, you're 55. You may look good and you may look younger at times, you know, um, especially when you put makeup on, but but you don't, you're not 40, you're 55. So you have to date your age, ladies, and you have to give a man grace too, you know, because yeah, men lose their hair sometimes. Men get wrinkles. Men, you know, get little bellies sometimes. I mean, just stuff happens. If you want a grace extended to you, ladies, you've got to extend it to men. You know, men are trying also, and they don't want to fall under the standards. And I've seen it a lot more, Chris, which is why I'm harping on this. Men do want women that are physically attractive. And women, I want you to take that to heart and understand that just because you get Botox, it doesn't make you 40 if you're 55. It just makes you have less wrinkles than, you know, you would. But, but what I am saying is, men are also, men also need that grace, right? They don't put makeup on to cover up their wrinkles and their freckles and all that stuff. Um, you know, they, they, they don't, that they're just who they are and, and you need to give, give them grace as well. So date outside ladies, date outside of what you think you deserve or what you think, you know, is your age group, et cetera, et cetera. Because there are some great men that are shorter than you think, you know, that are not, they may not dress like you like, they may not um, have the bod that you want, they may not have the perfect face that you want, but they might be the, uh, the most amazing guy inside. And, and it's always the qualities of somebody that matter in the long run, right? Yeah, there was, there was a guy who came over to my home today. I just moved and uh, a woman was with me moving and uh, uh, he was he's respectfully quite a bit overweight but um, just us talking to us and explaining to us the services that he offers he just is a heart of gold and when he left the woman next to me was like man I really liked him I I wish I had his number and I was like damn I mean that actually happened today so it, it was the looks don't judge a book by its cover so she was actually physically attracted yes, to him after listening to him yep even though he was quite overweight and not really her type if you will yeah, you know, he, he made me laugh too. I love that. Well, you know, and it is so true, Chris, to bring that point up because if most of the couples that you talk to, talk to some of your happy couples that are married, they will tell you this is not the kind of person I would normally have gone out with. Um, this was not my type. I mean, I'll, most of them will tell you. There's some of them that, you know, are dating their type or married to their type. But the majority of them, and I can tell you from being a matchmaker and putting people together, they wouldn't have picked them to begin with. They may not have kept picking them except for on the first date, they had a good time. And then they had me pushing them to go on a second date because they had a good time and they end up marrying them down the road because that connection is there. But if you never give that person, that person the opportunity to build a connection, that girl probably that you talked about would probably never been interested in him if he would have been sitting across from her at a restaurant or with a friend or she saw him on Facebook and saw his picture. You know what I'm saying? But we have this world that goes by looks only. Yes, a guy, again, wants a, a woman that's physically attractive. But ladies, 
try some of these men out too that aren't as physically attractive as you would you would desire because you might find the other qualities outweigh them. Guys, that goes for you too. Uh, okay, so um, let's see. Excessive neediness or clinginess? Big one. Uh, ladies, if you're insecure, get help, get counseling first. I'm not saying that counseling is going to take all that away forever, but it definitely will help feed some of the things that you, uh, that you need and you, that you need to fill. Nobody else can fill you up, ladies. And the best guy, the most amazing guy in the whole wide world can't change you, can't make you better, can't make you happier, can't make you feel, you know, more, you know, of who you are than you are. So you have to be healthy first. And it brings me to attachment styles. I talked to people about, if you, we've talked about the book Attached before years ago, but if you're anxious attached, you really should be with someone else who's anxious attached. You should. Why? Because it's natural for you two to both be in a place where you need recognition, you need acknowledgement, you need verbal, uh, verbal acknowledgement, um, affirmation, uh, time together, that neediness feeds itself. I know that sounds just horrible, but you can't put an anxious attached person with a secure attached because, and you ladies especially are attached to these, to these secure attached guys because they're so confident and powerful, you see, and safe for you. But they don't want someone that they have to take care of their emotions or they have to walk on eggshells around and answer all kinds of questions for and deal with their insecurities, right? They're going out to, you know, watch football with their friends and the girl gets all insecure. Guys don't want that, ladies. They don't, they don't, you know they don't want it. And if if it's you, you've got to get a handle on it. Either get a handle on it and heal or find somebody else who is also anxious attached and comes from that background and do life together that way. It's just easier, right? Um, we talked about playing games, right? Chris, did you have a comment? No, I just, okay. I, I never heard of those two type of anxiousness before. Thank you for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is a book called um, Attached, atta and, and it's based on attachment theory. And there are plenty of guys out there that are anxious attached also. All you guys are not secure attached. Um, but it's a, it's a really good read, and it's just a small piece of you, but it's enough of a piece of you in a relationship. It's how you're going to show up. It's going to be how you connect with another person, how somebody else meets your needs. I just posted it the other day, two days ago on Facebook, but, uh, but my favorite quote is you have to find people that love like you do. And when you love anxiously, when you love insecurely, trying to love somebody who's secure is, it gets old really fast for them to be spending all their time in, in chaos, trying to make you happy and trying to make you feel secure and trying to make, you know, trying to calm your fears. It's not their job, ladies, to do that. And uh, so it's super important to get that help. I've never heard that before. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's, yep. May well, have, may have to read that. Yeah. Good book for everybody. And, you know, uh, guys, the key to that a, a lot of times um, comes from, or it always comes from childhood. But 
but anxious attached comes from uh, a lot of times girls that didn't have good dependable fathers or didn't come from safe homes, safe homes where they felt safe. Uh, so those are great questions for you guys to ask women is what is your relationship with your father? Because you'll find out, you'll find out a lot and you can almost bet that there's anxiety um, with their attachment. Can I ask that on a first date? Yes. Yeah. You know, and that's a great question. And I would definitely, and ladies, that goes for you too, because <laughs> it's so important to ask a guy as well um, about their family. But you can ask it casually, like, okay, where is, is your, you know, are your parents alive? Yes. Where did they live? You know, are they here in Texas? Um, no, they're not. They're in their state. Do you get to see them often? Do you have a good relationship with them? See? It's a regular conversation. It's not probing. It's not too personal, but it gives you that opportunity and opens that door for that conversation. Same with siblings. And somebody that doesn't have a good relationship with their family probably has issues themselves. So, you know, um, typically people that have had childhood wounds or had things happen to them guys, this goes to you, uh, like for women that may have had bad fathers or absent fathers or fathers that left them, um, and abandoned them. They have the abandonment issues. Um, even if they had those fathers, they've usually mended those relationships if they've healed. So no, I had a horrible father. They might say, but we've, uh, we've got a relationship now. So, you know, where he wasn't available and I understand why, um, got to make up for it, but we're building a new relationship at this point. That's healthy. Like that's good. And that's healthy. doesn't mean you're not going to have issues because of it still, cause you are probably, but it does also mean that healing's happening. And that's very important. Very, very important. Um, so, uh, a gentleman is also looking for, uh, a, and more now so than ever, uh, common values. So these are conversations, ladies, that need to happen on a first date because guys want a woman that they sh can share the important things in life with. Like, where are we? I mean, it may be spiritually. It may be politically. Uh, I can tell you that the political piece has become so, so big in the last... <laughs> I don't know. I want to say four years, five, six. Now it's like like eight years, but uh, it's become so big. And every single, I think every single month, I wouldn't even say every year. I think every month, the bridge between people's political views becomes further and further and further away. So I really feel like we need to be connecting with each other on those values. Those are super important. And a guy is looking for those because it's who we are. It's, it's how they're built. And men that are dating intentionally have gotten in touch with that piece of themselves. This is who I am. This is what I stand for. These are the things that are important to me. And they're not willing to, to, to bend on those things. And so ladies, important to know where you stand and to know what's important to you and to know what your values are and the things that you stand strong on. So you know in the first five minutes whether it's going to work or not, right? Uh, goes for uh, spirituality, uh, family, uh, 
family values as well. You know what I hear from a lot of guys, Chris, um, especially guys that have children, is women women that don't want the kids. <laughs> um, whether the man is, man is at an age where maybe he still has kids at home or younger kids, um, a woman, maybe her kids are leaving home or have already left home. She does, uh, ladies oftentimes don't want a man with kids anymore um, or to deal with the stuff that family brings, right? If you come with your baggage and he comes with his baggage and in, in that baggage, not bad baggage because there's good and bad baggage, but in that baggage, you may have kids or pets or whatever it is. You come with those things. Like they're not negotiables, right? I'm not giving up my cat for a man. A man's not giving up his kid, you know, for a woman. And women need to understand that, you know, there are priorities. And especially if there's a divorce situation, you know, ladies, you've got to be extend grace to a guy when it comes to that whole deal with their, with their family, or if their if their family is important um, to them, their uh, extended family or their immediate family is important to them. Uh, kids, we have to be understanding of the needs of them too. We know you want to go out on Friday night, ladies. We know that you have had a long week and you haven't seen him all week, but you, and, but he's got his kids for the weekend. Please respect him if he doesn't want to do that on a, a date on a kid's weekend. You know, there's, there's two people in a relationship and your values have to be connected. So uh, very important on values and interests. Um, I can tell you, Chris, I wouldn't, I would never be with a man that didn't like football, <laughs> college football. That is, um, and, you're a big college fan. Yeah. A college football. Yeah. But, but that's, that to me is like everything revolves around college football and like the whole entire rest of my, uh, rest of my year is preparing for college football season. So, um, so if that wasn't, you know, you think about interest though, right? That it that is important. If I couldn't share that, if somebody didn't want to share my my Saturdays with me when I you know I'm glued to the TV for college football, that's a connecting moment for me, right? That's a connecting moment for a guy sometimes too. Maybe they um, maybe they love football. Maybe they love golf. Maybe they love um, you know family. Maybe they love water sports. Maybe they like to snow ski. You know we. Whatever somebody's passion is, we need to share passions too, right? And if you don't, ladies, try. You know, with the right guy and you never liked golf before, or you never liked snow skiing, with the right guy, you might love it. So it's being open to those things too. So super important. Um, so com confidence, men are very attracted to confidence, ladies. Um and um, men are very attracted to confidence, not ego. That also means um, men are looking for confident women, but, but that also means women that also be confident, but don't be demanding, right? Know who you are and what you deserve, but don't be a nag <laughs> and, um, and, and overly confident or demanding about it. And guys know you have options. If you're a pretty woman, guys know you have options. But ladies, it's there's not an unlimited pool of great men out there. So if you find a great man, 
you work through the quirks. You work through the little speed bumps with a guy. Nothing's ever going to be perfect. And the older you get and the older he gets, the more things are kind of set that you're going to have to work around. So expecting things to just all fall into place so easily, those are for, those are, those are fairy tales. They're not, they're not realistic. Um, so let's see, I was just making sure I, um, oh, very important. And Chris, I'm going to ask you in a second, um, lack of emotional intimacy. I think I mentioned this, but I do want to say it, um, again, ladies show your vulnerability. Guys love that you're you know, that you have that ability to express your emotions. I mean, we are, we're molded from childhood to be able to express our emotions. Guys love that about us and they need it. So if they're not getting that emotional connection on a first date, ladies, this is super important. They're going to go, you know, men want a connection also. And I talk to them after the first date all the time. And they'll say, yeah, I had a good time. She was nice. She was fun. She was pretty. I didn't feel like we didn't really talk about anything deep. And I didn't really feel like I got to know her. Ladies, guys want to know you. That's an important piece of it. If, if a, a man feels like walks away from a first date and feels connected to you, somehow, some kind of emotional connection that matters. That's going to bring you a second. That's what's going to bring you a second date because he wants to learn more. He wants more of that connection. Super important. Chris thoughts. Um, can you give us an example of maybe how to share that in a good way? Kind of that intimacy or you know what I mean? That would be talking about your, maybe your family, your vulnerabilities. Um, you know, if you had uh, a previous marriage or relationship that ended for a certain reason, being able to talk about that in a healthy way, um, and say, you know, even being able to talk about what's hurt you or what hasn't worked for you in the past in relationships. I mean, just that vulnerability, um, matters and also asking questions because a guy also wants to feel heard. They don't want to know about all your problems, ladies, and all your vulnerabilities. Ask him about him, right? So why don't what what happened in your last marriage? Perfectly appropriate on a first date, right? Because it's it's who they are and what they've come they're coming to the table with, and it's okay to talk about the past. It's okay to ask him about why his last relationship broke up or what are you looking for that you haven't found in a woman yet, you know, because I mean, if, if he's looking for something you don't have, you'll know right away. If he's looking for something you have, that's a win for you, right? So ask those questions to him so that he feels like he's been heard because that's, that's super important. Super important. And, you know, the other piece of that, I think I talk about this all the time. The worst thing that can happen after a date, the worst thing, and it goes both ways with men and women, is for somebody to leave the date and say, I know all about them, but they didn't ask any questions about me. So I'll drill, keep drilling that in because I hear that all the time. We're not there, we're not on a job interview to impress somebody, we're there to learn about somebody else, right? And it's, the dialogue has to be, um, the dialogue has to be, go both ways. Okay, so I had some comments from guys. Um, Girls are out here dating like it's Uno. Skip him, draw two new dudes, revert back to my ex, draw four new dudes. Uh, So, yeah, yeah. 
ladies, if you find a good man, hang on to him. That's it. Don't keep dating around. Don't worry about putting all your eggs in one basket and losing out. If you've got something good, invest in it. That goes for you guys too. Uh, LeBron said, uh, discovery call, casual meetup. Be open to just getting familiar with each other first. No pressure. Um, also talk about each other's intentions up front. What it, that's from a guy, ladies. We all have standards. Share each other's. Try to see if they're open to finding someone who meets one's needs, respects boundaries, and shares similar values. We just talked about it. Uh, one of key benefits of not having standards, it helps attract the right person. Um, so let's see. Um, oh, okay. Um, so Dave Miller says, I don't believe one man is sufficient. 25 year old men look for something different from 45 year old men and 65 year old men. Uh, what men really want in a woman has variables. Even men who are the same age than women in general want in a man. Dave, Russell, I know you'd all love to be here and be on the show, but what you want in a man, I mean, in a woman is going to be different. I'm trying to come up with generalities, big things, but your values, your interests, your lifestyle, those are things you're specifically looking for in a woman. And that's fine. But men in general, everybody's different. Just like women, we're all unique, but the goal is to find two people that are aligned uniquely, <laughs> which is not an easy thing. Uh, so I have one more from a friend that, um, that had said, and I know this was, has been an issue for him. He said, what I would like from women is for them to be responsive to calls and texts. I understand if they're busy, they'll often say they're interested in getting together or visiting and you reach out to firm up plans and they are AWOL, no response, nothing. I guess it's their way of saying they aren't interested. Um, so he said, I guess I would like to assume that there is interest, there would be effort also. I'm not going to chase and throw myself after someone who doesn't want to put effort in. So there's, again, the very first point we talked about was those putting in that effort, ladies, and not being flaky. You know, if a guy reaches out to you and you've talked about getting together, um, either acknowledge your lack of being able to do that and give reasons so that there, it's valid or make it happen, make plans and stick to it and, and be consistent. Women, you want men that are consistent. I can tell you, we're both. Both sexes are, are guilty of not having consistency in different ways. And, uh, and ladies, the amount of guys that message me and tell me that you don't respond to texts, you don't answer phone calls, you don't respond to their requests for dates. I mean, it's, it's a yes or no, right? Just at least give a guy an answer, respond in a, an appropriate time. Uh, having said that, I will say to, to all of you out there, don't rely on text message for everything. Don't message people on Facebook Messenger or Instagram or one of these social media sites and expect an answer from somebody because not everybody's on these things. 
remember that communication is just old-fashioned communication, right? You pick up the phone. If you're not getting responses on somebody in text message, pick up the phone and try to call them, right? Even if they miss your call, they at least are, say, are at least seeing that you're putting the effort in and that they need to step it up a little bit. So uh, communication is super important. Did I miss anything, uh, Chris? I can't think of anything offhand. Hmm. <laughs> Whoa. No, I was just thinking right now, um, the things I'm going to apply in my own, my own life from the show, just an anxious book. And maybe on the next date, I'm going to ask about her family. Love it. Love it. Yeah. You know, and guys, it's, it's okay to talk about those things too. Like, you know, do you know how many men, uh, talk about things like books, like five love languages, attachment styles, things like that. Emotional intelligence has been high on the list of what's more attractive than looks is emotional intelligence. And it's been high on the list for the last few years now, especially after COVID. So don't be afraid, men, to educate yourself and become more enlightened that way and to be able to have emotional intelligent conversations because this is turning on ladies more than ever before, more, much more so than looks. And it goes both ways too. I can't tell you how many women love intelligent men. I'm one of them. Um, such a turn on to have intelligence. Uh, I think the only people that like stupid people are insecure. <laughs> Other people, right? Because then it's okay because they don't really want to have a conversation that the the relationship is about other things and it's not about um, dialogue and connection. And we need all of those things to be involved in order to have that. So, okay, I'm sure I left some things out, but uh, I am at my time. And uh, I hope this has been enlightening for all of you. I love doing these. I am going to keep saying this over and over again, and you'll see why soon. We have to date differently. We have to, we have to show up and what we're looking for has to change. Um, we have spent way too long going on physical attraction alone. Uh, doing These dating apps have completely flipped you guys in the wrong direction to make it all about looks first. And it's not. It's not at all about looks. Yes, you need to be attracted to your person. I get it. But the other things need to be there first, because even if you're attracted to a person, when they show up as somebody that isn't aligned with your values, who isn't confident, who is needy, who is, you know, all those other things that we've talked about, it's not going to work. So you need all the other things that are more important than looks to be there first, then the attraction needs to be there. And sometimes, as Chris said, it's not about the physical attraction. And I hear this more and more from people. You, you might be attracted to somebody's brain or somebody's personality or who somebody is or something about their personality, but you won't know that unless you meet them. So it's super important to give people a chance that aren't your type. Uh, okay. So uh, I will look forward to, to uh, another uh, show with you guys in about two weeks. So uh, have a great uh, 4th of July weekend and uh, we'll see you in two weeks. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Each show, we're going to have new topics and information. If you'd like to find out more about coaching or matchmaking, please go to my website at lovegen.com or you can find me on my Facebook page, my personal page at Jennifer Styers.